Welcome to the How Great Events Happen podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Cody. And we are your podcast hosts, coming to you from the C-Event podcast studio in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. And as always, you can read more about today's episode on the C-Event blog at cvent.com slash podcast. And you guys know we love hearing from you, so please email us at podcast at cvent.com. Now, we are super excited about this week's guest. In honor of International Women's Day, we are continuing with another episode featuring a leading woman in the industry. As a reminder, International Women's Day is on March 8th. Today, we have Amanda Armstrong joining us. Her current title is AVP of Enterprise Holdings, but beyond that, she has several accolades behind her, including the 2018 Chair for Meeting Professionals International. All right, so let's get to our conversation with Amanda. All right, thank you so much for joining us, Amanda. Nice to be here. Yeah, I'm just going to jump right in here and start and ask, you know, how did you get into the events industry? I had a gentleman, um, a friend of a friend of my roommate that was sleeping on my couch in Santiago, Chile, and he was working in the travel and incentive business, and um, he was a travel director, and so he was being sent all over the world to facilitate and do operations and logistics for meetings and some incentive trips, and I just thought, what a great way to see the world. So lo and behold, I interviewed, got a job, and hit the road traveling about 275 days out of the year um, in my early 20s. And I got hooked. I wanted to travel. I wanted to bring people together, whether it was for business meetings or for incentive trips or just personal travel. I just saw such value in expanding your universe and um, in that way. And uh, yeah, I've been in it ever since. What a cool story. <laughs> I know. 275 days a year. That sounds like a dream come true. I'm sure it's the good with the bad, right? Yeah, that's true. It was great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was a travel junkie, you know, coming into college. You know, I did semester at sea, which we were on a ship taking classes and circumnavigated the world. So, I mean, the more time in other countries and abroad that I could spend, the better. So it was it was a dream job for me, and I love it. And today you are the AVP of for Enterprise Holdings, which seems like that was a journey. Yes, definitely. And, and an unpredicted one. I mean, if you would have said, oh, Amanda, you know, you're going to be working for the largest car rental company in the world managing their global travel, I would have definitely said, I think you've got the wrong Amanda Armstrong. <laughs> but it was a progression. Uh, I think, you know, after gaining so much experience abroad um, and, and hitting, you know, I've traveled over 55 countries and worked with a lot of cultures, you know, there's a lot of skills that come out of that and also familiarity with operations, logistics, contract negotiations. So I think from that incentive job, I knew that I wanted to do a little bit more in the meetings area with like production and marketing and, um, and, and it, shifted a little bit more domestic. So I joined up with Enterprise about 12 years ago, really developing and managing their meetings department from an internal perspective, just building it out. And then um, a few years ago, I raised my hand to take on global travel, which is managing their their business travelers worldwide. We have about 100,000 employees, so it definitely keeps me busy. But yeah, it's it's been great and challenging, but I've been able to use a lot of the skill sets that I developed in you know traveling and um, to apply to what the business traveler needs, what the meeting attendee needs, and just focusing on that that attendee or employee experience, um, you know, when we're designing these trips and in these meetings. Absolutely. And, you know, Cody and I worked in the events industry not as long as you, but one thing that we love about this is that it's just ever changing. I mean, it's never the same day twice. What is it that inspires you in the events industry? You know, I love the energy. 
I love bringing people together and I just think the face to face is so valuable. Um, and I know, you know, it definitely, especially in, you know, the corporate world, it comes at an expense, you know, getting everyone together. But I just think that you cannot manufacture the synergies that happen and the outcomes. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and we've seen this through time. I mean, people have gotten together uh, for centuries to solve problems, to um, collaborate, um, to form consensus and peace treaty deals. I mean, you name it. So we know getting together is super important. And I think the positive impact that comes out of bringing people together um, is, you know, is limitless. And so for me, being a part of that is really rewarding. That is so cool. Now, I imagine you must have had some kind of mentor or somebody that was really inspirational for you? Is there someone impactful in the events industry to your life and your career? There's been so many people that have been um, mentors and inspirational to me. I think um, when I think back, Kitty Ratcliffe comes to mind as the most impactful, and she's the president of Explore St. Louis. We started um, getting together in St. Louis, planning the World Education Congress for MPI. And she asked me to co-host with her, and I was actually, and through that experience, I was able to see the blend of leadership skill set that came naturally to her. Um, there was strength and knowledge and leadership and collaboration, and I think there's something to you know seeing it as believing it. I mean, you you know these things you know are possible um, in a leadership position, um, especially for a woman. But when you actually see it, it is something that you can wrap your hands around of like I could do this. And so to me, she's always been a big inspiration and always so level-headed and dealt with a lot of challenges in her role um, within the city and creating collaborations and partnerships and um, never a dull day. And uh, she's always handled it with such integrity and grace. And so she's been a real mentor to me. I love having a, a good mentor, somebody to look up to. There's so many amazing women in the events industry, which is fantastic since it's right around International Women's Day um, for this episode. So talking about elevating women, I mean, do you think that there is a perception of women in the events industry? I mean, what do you think needs to change? Well, I mean, I think it's the same challenge that exists just across the world is elevating women into leadership. And um, so I think, you know, we read all about it in corporate America. We'd like to see more women involved in governments worldwide. Um, I think the same is true for the event industry. I'd like to see a lot more women in the C-suite level, you know, throughout all the components of our industry. Uh, so I think that's what needs to be done. I, I think the perception of women in the events industry is that they're pretty vital to it. Um, I just look at our association, Meeting Professionals International. We've got 18,000 members and 80% of them are women. So when you think about that, they get it done. I mean, they're vital to it. They're the planners, the problem solvers, the collaborators. They own independent small businesses, uh, you know, they're, they're really running the industry. And I think we'd like to see more of them um, in a formal leadership position uh, with a more of those big executive titles. Agreed. I mean, do you think that there is a problem in the industry elevating women? Yeah, I mean, I think it's not just ours, but all of them. I mean, we we really we've read about and talked to so many people, and and I think all been through some unconscious bias training. I think so that that in the hiring practice, you really need to check yourself and make sure that you don't have an unconscious bias. I think within the work environment and some cultures and some corporate cultures or associations, you, know, you really need to look at, is there a support? Is there a peer group for women? So, you know, there's could be some cultural challenges. 
um, you know, going up against an old boys club. I, I think a lot of organizations are trying to look at that. So I do think that that is a challenge because most leaders I know, regardless of gender, background, race, they want to do the right thing. They believe in diversity and quality, but how to get there is is hard. Um, you know, you you look at your pipeline and, and, and there's not enough strong leaders, women leaders in it. And so you need to be starting years, if not a decade before, to have strong candidates in that C-suite pipeline. So how do you do that? Um, well, I think that, you know, you really do need to be thinking about setting up some structure um, and looking at your internal processes, the right distribution of work. Um, you know, is everybody getting a fair shake at big clients where they can really make their career? Um, you know, do they have a support network? Uh, is there good work, family, life balance in your culture? So there's a lot of things to look at to make sure that the work environment is fair and there are opportunities for women to uh, elevate and advance. Yeah, it sounds like there's a ton of op opportunities to look at that. But I wanted to ask you, you know, if there's one thing that you can come up with that's like the biggest misconception out there related to women in the events industry, what would you say that one thing is? Oh, that's a good one. I think the misconception is that maybe women need more experience leading. And it's like, oh, well, they've never done that job before. And so uh, let's go with a candidate maybe that has has done that job before. And I think women have a ton of experience leading. When I look around, I see leadership skills aplenty, um, you know, from great communication skills to problem solving, uh, to being vulnerable, uh, to be to being active listeners, to empowering others. Those are all incredible leadership skills. And so I think the misconception is, well, they don't have experience. And I think, how are we defining experience? Because the, the women that I see, um, you know, maybe in middle management are exceptional leaders and they would have such an impact if they were given a larger platform. So I, that would, I, I would say would be the biggest misconception. And how can you get that experience if you've never given the opportunity too. So really looking inside the organization at where your your women are really thriving and pushing them up the ladder so they can make a difference. Well, a question I have too that I, I, I come from like a different perspective here being a male and I just want to know like in your opinion, how can like men get more involved with elevating women? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the he for she um, movement. It came out a few years ago. It was kind of partnered with the UN and it was about um, gender parity and how men definitely need to be a part of the conversation. Uh, because I think, you know, for a lot of reasons, but one also, you know, the economics of it, you know, we do want our strongest leaders, you know, making a difference, you know, in our world. And, um, and so when you don't have, if women are absent, we're really not getting, you know, the best talent and the best outcomes. So I think, you know, men, you know, getting involved is essential. One, I think because, you know, a lot of them are in positions of power and so they can make a difference with policy and practices and, and, um, and really help kind of right the ship. But I think that's from, you know, if you're in a leadership position, I think if you're Coworker, I think it's really paying attention to just workplace dynamics and being advocates for women when they are and aren't in the room. And a lot of times it's, you know, um, people have good intentions, but their impact can be negative. So if a comment is made or if someone's cut off in a meeting, 
I think, you know, looking for that behavior and, and trying to correct it, you know, and it can be in a very um, diplomatic and friendly way to, but th- there are some behaviors that happen, um, you know, and, and pointing out and supporting women, you know, that was a great idea. I, I agree with what Susan said. You know, just really making sure that women's voices are heard around the table and that coaching is done either in public or private, you know, when there is something counterculture or something that, you know, is kind of oppressive to women. I think men can definitely make a difference there to be their advocate. Agreed. So why are things like International Women's Day so important for this conversation? I think, you know, any day to me, I always think back and it's a a moment to reflect about what what's happened in the past that we're either supporting um, or we're trying to change for the future. And so to me, a Women's Day is just like that. Um, for I, I always feel like it's a great time to look back at all the progress that has been made in women's rights and and how many people have been involved in in raising this issue. Now I think I'm I, you know, I, of course I'm unsatisfied. We still have a ways to go, but when I, I think this is a great day to reflect on how far we've come and what have been the successful strategies that have gotten us there. And one is coming together, um, which is why I believe in in meetings and days like this and getting people together to share ideas. So to me, this, this is a really important day that we celebrate what's happened in the past and the progress that we've made, but also where do we want to go and how are we going to get there and, and who do we need to to mobilize to to get us to our next goal, which, you know, I think is out there, you know, equal pay and harassment free work environments, education for women, um, more women in politics. I mean, there's a lot of things that we want to make progress on. And, and so I think getting together to talk about them and, and put together a roadmap is pretty essential. I like the idea of using the day for reflection, too. That is so important. And you mentioned earlier that we do have a long ways to go. And I completely agree with that. But you know, change happens slowly, but I want to know, like, where do you see events highlighting and elevating women? Like, are there organizations or events out there that are doing it well today? I think the way, and, and because I'm tied to it, I think events will highlight women is actually our industry. Uh, we have so many we- talented women in the hospitality and travel industry that showcase a ton of leadership skills. And so I think, you know, using our industry as a way to elevate women and also give them opportunities is a great place to start because the skill sets that come out of especially meeting planning, you know, are really can be across all positions, um, problem solving, collaboration, stakeholder management, managing a P&L. These are all, you know, really important business skills. So to me, I look at our industry as a great way for us to promote women, um, to tell their stories to showcase their successes, and hopefully it can be an example for other industries, uh, you know, to model. I mean, you're so inspiring to talk to. You've been in the (laughs) industry for a long time. You're one of those badass women that we all look up to. And there's a ton of event planners listening to this. If you could tell them something to be thinking about when it comes to inspiring the next generation of event planners, what would you tell them? Don't be shy. I think that sometimes anyone, and this is, you know, regardless, male, female, don't don't get in your own head. Don't get in your own way. If you have an idea, be vulnerable. Voice it. it. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay for someone to say, hey, I disagree with that. And then you kind of talk it out. You course correct and you move on. 
So I would just say you just have confidence that you're in whatever room you're in. You know, it could be a boardroom. It could just be a team meeting room. You have ideas and you're in there for a reason. You were hired for a reason. Put yourself out there. Uh, because I, I just think that a lot of times women are a little bit, you know, they're, I think that they think they want to see how the, the environment maybe is playing out. And, and so they might be a little bit um, shy on contributing. But I, I think that women have a lot to say and have really good ideas. And um, and when I do hear, um, you know, from women around a boardroom table or just collaborating, there's excellent insights that they bring. And so I just say don't limit yourself because um, as scary as it might be to, to raise your hand or put out a new idea, it is important for your voice to be heard, your ideas to be heard, and, you know, and to go through that, that learning experience of putting yourself out there. Because I, I just don't see a way that you can progress if you are holding back. And it, and it is it is a learning um, to get comfortable in that space, but just contribute and and um, and be brave and 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 voice and and find your voice. And I and I think you hopefully will be pleasantly surprised that it'll be welcomed and it'll be supported uh, and and that your ideas will move to the next level. I'm so jazzed up right I now. <laughs> you really are. I feel like you're really inspiring, Amanda. I, I want to know, though. So, okay, you were super inspiring. I'm sure that, like, our listeners will find that you're inspiring as well. But I got to ask, like, how do you stay inspired? And what do you listen to or what do you read? You know, I I stay in, inspired by, I think, my my colleagues and my peers. I'm so I just I'm really, really lucky, especially at work, to be surrounded by incredible leaders and so I'm always inspired with their their vision and their passion and their wanting to to do better and um, and treat people better and innovate. And so I, I really believe that you know I think there's a quote that it's like you know you are the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most, or you're a reflection of that. And I and I really believe that. And so I, I try to surround myself with people in, in, in different industries, you know, whether it's work or personally. Um, that are really doing things that I respect and have skill sets that I really admire and also integrity. And so I think by being around them, it, it just inspires me to, you know, to fight the good fight, um, to get involved in a cause, um, you know, to look to elevate my game um, because, you know, the, the group that I'm around is, is doing that. And so I, I, I do find a lot of inspiration around on those friends, family and colleagues. I love that. I was just looking at Cody. We spent a lot of time together. I know. <laughs> Very inspirational as well. So Amanda, I'm about to get on a super long flight. Are there any books or articles that I could maybe download and read to continue this conversation? Oh my gosh, that's that is a really good question. So right now, um, I'm a little late to the game, but I'm listening to Michelle Obama's Becoming on audio. And I, I mean, I'm just to be honest, I, I kind of read the book summary. I do that a lot because <laughs> there are so many books, right? And so I read the book summary when it first came out, but listening to her voice and tell her story has been really powerful because it is, you know, I think we all know the story. We watched it in the media, um, but hearing her thoughts and her actually vocalize it um, has been really a neat journey. I feel like it's just me and Michelle, you know, hanging out and she's just telling me about her life. And so... I would say if you if you want um, to just be able to close your eyes and kind of imagine, you know, what her life was like from being a child all the way, you know, through even after the presidency, it's it's a good it's a good journey. 
I'm going to do it. I'll report back. Okay. I hope it's good for you. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yes. I've been meaning to read it. I've heard lots of great things. Um, again, just like really helping you get amped and, and think about all the impact you can make as one person. Right, right. And I think for me, what was really cool about it is that, you know, this was not her plan. And she really vocalizes that throughout the book is that, you know, he's like, what do you think about this? She's like, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. Like, no, that's too much time. Like she was, so it was, it's just a very real perception of there was nothing about the White House or that journey that she was pretty, you know, jazzed up about. Um, she just saw it as, a, you know, a, a, a really tough job and, and was protective of her family. And so I, I think it's really great. You know, you kind of get to know, it's like everybody has these doubts about, can we handle this? And, you know, you just, and so it was just really good for self-reflection that, you know, I think, um, especially being in a partnership, you know, or married or that you, um, you know, that you're not on the same side, you know, is the person that you love the most in the world. And like, how do you, how do you manage through that? And um, so there was just a lot of really good little nuggets in there. So I hope you like it. Well, gosh, Amanda, this has been so much fun. So cool to have you on here. Is there anything else you want to promote or share with our listeners before we let you go? Um, you know, of course, get involved in our industry. Um, I'm a big proponent of volunteer leadership and uh, whatever that is, whatever that organization is for you, um, whether it's in our industry or in your community, I think that it is such an important thing that we give back and that we create the world that we want to live in. And um, to me, it's not just your day job. In fact, oftentimes it isn't your day job where you're making the most impact. So I would just say, take a look around at, at where you are and what you care about and, and get involved. You'll get so much from the experience um, from a personal and professional development standpoint that it is absolutely worth it. Oh, solid advice. That's so awesome. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like we could talk to you all day long. And it's so amazing that you were able to join us on International Women's Day to have this conversation. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And don't be a stranger. We would love to have you back. I'd love to come back. Thank you for the invite. And happy International Women's Day. Yes. yes. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. What an incredible conversation with Amanda. I'm so inspired. I like. I don't even know what to say. How great was that interview, Cody? She had so much excellent information to share. We should definitely have her back on. But thank you all for joining us this week on How Great Events Happen. To get more episodes and exclusive content, head on over to cvent.com slash podcast. And as always, Cody and I would love to connect with you. And you can find us at podcast at cvent.com. And we'll see you next week for another great episode. Bye. Bye.